It's time for the podcast from two guys who still think fart jokes are funny. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by Marine South. You know what that day is? Taco Tuesday! Shane Spikeman. <laughs> Taco Tuesday! <laughs> are they built for speed or for comfort? You'll get nothing and I can... Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the morning five for Tuesday, September 12th. Hope everyone had that great long weekend. Everyone had a great long weekend, right, Bryce? Long weekend? Four-day weekend? Long, long, long four-day weekend. Yeah. Sure. Everyone had a four-day weekend, right? I wish. <laughs> Wait. You, we didn't have a four-day weekend? We did not have a four-day weekend. What? Oh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> we got a couple more weeks until we get a four-day weekend. <laughs> Oops. All right. Well, you know what? You know, everyone everyone gets one, right? Yeah. That's what Spider-Man says. That's what <laughs> Spider-Man told me. He said everybody gets one. Uh, today is National Ants on a Log Day. Oh, yeah. This was uh, one of my favorite treats as a little kid, dude. I used to love Ants on a Log. I still, I still do... Uh, Hey, uh, ants on a log for for the kids sometimes during the summer. They still like like that like that snack. Ugh. Really? Oh. Wow. But mostly because of celery. Everything else, I'm good. Yeah, we, I do. I'm telling you, celery and peanut butter is is one of the best snacks, man. I love that. I still eat that. I'll just grab the jar of peanut butter and uh, bag of celery and come down here, and that'll be my lunch some days. This, however, I can't handle, and that's chocolate milkshake day. I've, yes. I've heard a story, Please. Billy. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard a rumor about you. Uh, oh, yeah. It's probably true. That uh, your milkshake brings the boys to the yard. And they're like, it's better than yours. That's what I've That's the rumor going around West Georgia is that your milkshake, it brings <laughs> all the boys to the yard. Yeah, I, I love me some chocolate milkshakes, dude. I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling you, the best chocolate milkshakes go to Sweet Treats in downtown Villarica. Holy smokes! It's so those those milkshakes are insane. They are they are a I have presentation. Had I've had butter dutters, but and they're just as good. I, I assure you. Yeah, I had um, what did I had from Butter Dutter? I had uh, I had a milkshake. I don't remember what flavor it was though. I don't ever do chocolate. I'm not a big, I'm not a big chocolate fan. Um, I think I just did a strawberry. But yeah, Butter Dutters milkshakes are good too. Bryce, you and I are all about some countdowns, right? Dang right, baby. I've got a new one for you. All you right. Ready? What are we counting down to? 105 days until Christmas. Oh, man. Time to start getting out the Christmas decorations, I guess. Amen. Takes me about Let's 105 days to get all mine up. <laughs> I got a, uh, I received a text a couple days ago from our buddy down the street, you know, a couple doors over. We have a we have sort of a, a light war when when Christmas rolls around and he was up in Chicago and he texted me he said no nope, I just picked up a new inflatable up here I'm like that gummit now I gotta go get more inflate the only bad thing is he's got more yard than I do in the front yard so he's got a lot more real estate to take up with inflatables and lights and stuff I have to be uh, very judicious of what I buy and where I put everything I bought that uh. I bought that massive frosty, and it takes up about eighty percent of my front lawn. Thing is huge. Hundred and five days until we get there, though. <laughs> All right, man. I gotta start playing. I think this year I'm gonna have a, a lighted archway across our entire garage. 
I mean, uh, uh, our, our entire uh, uh, driveway. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I have the plans written out and everything. I'm going to use PVC piping and stuff like that. Uh, I can say that on this podcast because my wife doesn't listen to it. So that's the good thing. There you go. Yep. There you go. Uh, Braves split a doubleheader yesterday. Um, I'm okay with it. Game one uh, wins 10-8 in 10 innings. Harris, Acuna, and Olsen all had two RBIs apiece. Acuna hit his 36th home run. He is four away from 40. He might hit 40-70 this year. He may. Yeah, which is uh, that's and, and absurd. He would be the only person ever go 40 Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is that is just insane. 40-70. I mean, you know, I kind of made the comparison yesterday um, of, of how pitchers treat Acuna. It's a lot like how pitchers treated Bonds back in the day. I, I don't think he's garnered as much respect, but it's very, very close. Uh, and the fact it, it, Acuna reminds me a lot of Bonds early in Barry Bonds' career before he started roiding. Um, because if anybody doesn't know, like Barry Bonds was a really, really great athlete. A lot of stolen bases. Um, it was he wasn't just a, a pure juiced up meathead up there at the plate. He was the Hall of Famer before he decided to get on the thousand percent. There's yeah, no doubt. yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's sort of what Acuna reminds me of right now. He reminds me of an early Barry Bonds. Honest, the fact that he couldn't throw out Sid Bream, but that's another story here. <laughs> Well, hey, well, well, Billy. I mean, you're talking about Sid Bream, one of the fastest players to ever play on the Braves. Like, come on, it's hard to it's hard oh, to yeah. throw that guy out. Oh yeah, let me tell you. Uh, Albies, uh, Pilar, and Arcia all had an RBI to add to the uh, the fun. Uncle Charlie, six innings pitched, six hits, four earned, nine Ks. Okay, not not great. I, I'm not happy with the four or the six. The four earned. Oh, I'm not I, really thrilled with it. I, I'm I'm completely fine with that from from uh, Uncle Charlie. Yeah, I'm I'm I'll, I'll live with that. He grinded out innings. He didn't he didn't have his best stuff yesterday, but he grinded out six innings and in a game that you really wanted to not have to use your relievers in because you had a doubleheader and you ended up having to use relievers anyways. I'm fine with that. Four, six innings, six innings and four runs. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't I don't care. I'm fine with that. With the way our offense is, yeah. Give me that every single outing from Uncle Charlie. If you give me better, fantastic. But if that's if that's where Charlie Morton's going to live uh, as probably our third starter in the postseason, I'm fine with that. Bryce Hill Iglesias blows the save but picks up the W. Well, which is more what, reason why the win-loss thing is garbage. Let's let's actually put the uh, the onus on who actually blew this game for us. It was Ozzy Al- or it was Ozzy Albies. It was okay. his throwing error that allowed. Now, now, uh, Rice Iglesias did allow the two-run bomb to Bryce. Uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. What's his name? Bruce Hooper. Bruce Hooper. I kept wanting to say Bryce Elder. Bryce, Bryce Harper. Good Lord. Um, uh, he did allow the two-run bomb to Harper. Uh, but Ozzy, man, that was a huge error. That was a huge error in a part of the game that we could have lost that game. And that, that's one of the things that I've sort of noticed over the past I don't know, month or so is that Ozzy's defense, dude, it's not been great. It's it's certainly not been where it was last year. And I'm not I'm not saying it is a cause for concern or we should have Ozzy bench for uh, you know a defensive substitution on later innings. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying it's uh it's something to keep in mind as we go into the later parts of the regular season and head into the postseason that Ozzy's defense just hasn't been up to where it was last year and I think where he expects it to be um so it's just something to keep in mind going forward 
after the win, the magic number dropped down to four, which is awesome. Uh, game two, we lost seven to five. Olsen had four RBIs with two bombs. Becomes the second player in franchise history uh, to hit 50 home runs. That's crazy. That's yeah. that's crazy to think out of all the sluggers that we've had, only two have ever gone over 50. I don't, I, you know, that's... I guess it's not surprising to me that Olsen has gone over 50. What's more surprising is that we've only had two people go over 50. Yeah, and it was him and Andrew. That's it. That's it. Literally it. Insane, though. I just, yeah, it's, that's, pretty, that's pretty crazy to think, like, you know, Aaron Chipper. Like, we've had so many good home run hitters in this on this Braves franchise, and, you know, Andrew Jones and Matt Olsen are the two that have gone over 50. Kind of crazy. Welcome back, Kyle Wright. Uh, he goes three innings, uh, six hits, six earned, two walks, three Ks. Yeah. But, but I will say this. Luckily, the Braves have opened up such a big gap because of what they've done all year that we can suffer a Kyle Wright outing like this and hope he shakes the rust off at the major league level. Uh, obviously not a good outing by Kyle Wright for, by no stretch of the imagination. Uh, right. But because of what Atlanta has done early in the season, um, you know, we can we can sort of survive this every fifth day if we want to to let him try to shake out the rust of the major league level and see if he can help our team in the playoffs. Game three tonight in Philadelphia. I think it's a 640 start, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right. Um, Let's get to the power rankings. One, we have one thing. Up. One thing before we get to the power rankings, Billy, I, I was. Yeah. I was, I was playing around yesterday, and you know we were talking about Acuna and how good of a season he was having and everything. I, yeah. I, want, I just I just want to put out this this 15-game run that he's had. These, this past 15 games for Acuna have been absolutely insane. Uh, batting average right now, 364 the past 15 games. Uh, OBP, 440 slugging, 758. OPS, 1.198. Oh, he has, oh. he has 21 RBIs, eight home runs, nine walks. Do you know how many strikeouts he has had? Uh, it, his strikeout rate's low this year. He's had three strikeouts. Yeah. In the, yeah. Past, in the he, past 15 games, with 75 plate appearances, he's had three strikeouts. That's that's insane. It's just absurd. Like it's it's just absurd. Yeah. His his average is like right around 21, 20, 20 between twenty one and twenty three percent strikeout rate. This year he's down, knocked it down to eleven. When's the last time that you remember, Billy, just off the top of your head, of somebody who has the power numbers that Acuna has this year with as low of a strikeout rate as he has? I can't. It just doesn't happen in today's baseball, really. You know what I mean? Like it's we're used to. I, I don't. I don't know what their numbers are, but I'm sure if I go look at Matt Olson and Austin Riley, I would assume both of them probably going to be over 100 strikeouts this year. I don't know. That's, I'm just guessing about that. Um, yeah. And that's sort of that's sort of what we've become accustomed to to seeing. So, yeah. Not only is Acuna having statistically a great offensive year, if you look at those strikeouts, man, that's just that's just absurd. It's absurd low in today's baseball. He's the MVP. For sure. Thousand percent. Um, no doubt. Yep. Agreed. All right. Let's get to the power rankings. Let's start with the lowest level, which is high school, um, and give our power rankings for the nine schools that we cover. 
All right, yeah, so high school power rankings right now. I got Carrollton, Central, and Bowden as a top three. I don't think those are probably going to change much uh, throughout the entire regular season. Um, I, I think those those teams have sort of separated themselves from the rest of the pack, especially with Bowden sort of figuring out their offense. Um, the bad thing is I'm, I'm right there with you, but if like even if Central you know, maybe stubbles, I still might have them at two. You know what? I, I would, you know what I I mean? would too, because they beat Bowden. And, and this yeah. is... Yeah, this this is my power rankings are if these teams went head to head and played each other, who would come out victorious? That's how I do my power rankings. And I Carrollton would beat everybody on this list, and Central would beat everybody below them. And I I, I really think Bowden would beat everybody below below three. I really do. Um, and we'll yeah. see Bowden take on a lot of these teams that are below three. So that that you know will take care of itself. At number four, I have Temple. Um, I know the outing versus Lumpkin County wasn't great. Uh, I'm going to strike that up as an anomaly. I can't wait to talk to Coach Corey next tomorrow night and kind of dig down deeper into it and see what happened. At number four or number five, I have Villarica. I, I just think that defense is going to keep them in so many games. Uh, the offense is going to figure it out, and that defense is is they're really really good. And like I said on the podcast, they they played better than the fifty to nothing score against Carrollton. Carrollton was in a lot of third downs uh, that I don't think they expected to be in last Friday night. So. Um, at number five, I have our undefeated Mount Zion Eagles. The Brad Gordon out there in company, they got that rolling. And I saw um, Recruit Georgia has the Mount Zion Eagles right now ranked just outside of the top 10 looking in. So good job out of those Eagles. Uh, I have Bremen next. I, I think Bremen's a really good team. I think they're very talented. Par Folsom is a phenomenal football player. But for some reason, I don't think they've gotten the most out of that team since the Heard County game. Uh, but I know Rooster Russell is going to have those those guys ready to go. Um, then I have Heard County next. Uh, you know, just too many mistakes against Callaway. And Callaway's, Callaway might win the state championship. So it's hard to judge what Heard County is early in the season because of how hard their schedule is. Um, and then and then I have uh, Harrelson County wrapping up the uh, the last of this, this list. They played pretty good against Mary Persons. Mary Persons a top 10 team, but Harrelson County is still looking for that first regular season win. Yeah, I've got Carrollton, Central, Bowden, my top three. Uh, at four, I've got Bremen. Um, I just feel like Bremen's defense, you want to talk about Villarica's defense? Bremen's defense is going to keep them in a lot of games, and they begin region play this week against Gordon Lee. And Bremen um, has a kicker that can make field goals at 40, you know, 40 hard, so that's a huge weapon yeah. to have in, in a high school. Yeah. Uh, then then I've got Mount Zion at five, Villarica at six, and then I've got Temple down at uh, a seven. Temple's about to go through a really, really tough stretch right now. They've got, um, they've got to go on the road to Pepperell um, this week. We're gonna right? find out if they're legit. Like on the road yeah. to Pepperell, and then the week after that, they are on the road to Bowden, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it, we're gonna find out really quick. But right now, that that thirty-five nothing kind of spooked me. So I moved them down a little bit. Uh, Heard County at, at eight and Harrelson County at nine for me. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Billy, how about college football? What do you got on the college football? We're through uh, week. What was that week three? Because you have week zero. What do you got on the college football power rankings? Give me Georgia at one. Um, I, I just feel like I you know I said this on the on the uh, the pregame show. You know, I'm going to have them until I'm going to keep picking them until they prove me wrong. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, Georgia hasn't proven me wrong yet. Okay. So uh, Georgia, Georgia's at one. Florida State, two. Uh, they continue to shout out um, because, good Lord. And granted, they didn't play anybody 
worth substance this week, but um, that win last week was massive for me. So I got Florida State two. Uh, that team up north three. Um, they continue to look really good. Uh, we're going to lose by fifty to them, Bryce. It's very possible. It's, it's not going to be good. Our uh, we we suck, dude. We suck. I we know. I know. Yeah, we are not good. I know, and it sucks. It really does. And I I hope that we're wrong. It it could be a two or three loss season this year for our Buckeyes. Very very possible. Uh, give me USC at four. Um, I, I like what they're doing. I like what Lincoln Riley has done with his team and and how they're looking. Plus, you know, back to back or this may be a year for back to back Heisman for the first time since Archie. Nobody else is standing out. Nobody else is standing out right now, other than Spencer Rattler throwing for you know eighty five picks. I don't know how I don't know how many Heisman votes you get for that. And then Texas, Texas, and impressed the hell out of me. They're back. Hell out of me. Sure wish we had that quarterback. That defense looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, their offense was it. It's dangerous when when Ewers has somebody he can connect with, like Ad Mitchell, so fast, taking the Jeez. taking the top off. Oh, geez, dude. <laughs> it was it was insane. Yep. So yeah, that, that's uh, that's mine. Georgia FSU. Uh, that team up north, USC and Texas. I got I got pretty much the exact same list, uh, other than one, um, and it's the back to back defending national champions. I don't have Georgia in my top five, and it's not that I don't think Georgia can be national champions this year. I just have a lot of I have a lot of issues with with what Georgia has done the past the first two weeks of the season. Um, do I expect Georgia not to be in my top five the, the whole season? No, of course not. I don't, but I can only go off the two games that I've seen so far this year. I don't take into consideration anything that happened last year. I don't take into consideration anything that might happen this year. I only take into consideration the games that you have played on the field. And the games that you have played on the field, this is my top five that I've seen this year. Florida State's number one. They look to be the most complete team in college football from what I have seen on the field. The the, the, uh, win versus LSU was huge. They continue to roll the offense and defense. Uh, Looks like it's probably the best in the country against the opponents they've played at. Number two, I have Texas. They came in and handed uh, Nick Satan the worst loss he's had in 20 years in a home game. They came in and beat Alabama at a non-conference game, which I feel like Alabama hasn't lost in 75 years to a non-conference opponent in Tuscaloosa, and Texas did it. I'm a huge fan of Quinn Ewers, um, and I think Texas is back. They should make the college football playoffs. At number three, I have Michigan. They continue to roll without Jim Harbaugh as Jim Harbaugh is standing on the sideline holding the sticks for his 10-year-old son's football game. Uh, but his dad's doing a good job up there in Ann Arbor, I suppose. Uh, Michigan, like I, I said this earlier on in the in the offseason, this is the most talented Michigan team Jim Harbaugh's ever had. Uh, and yeah, you're right. We're going to lose by 50. Michigan's going to kill us. Uh, at number four, I have USC. I think you're right. I think Caleb Williams is probably going to win the Heisman again this year. He's going to match Archie Griffin with the back-to-back Heisman Trophy winners, and USC should be in the college football playoffs. Uh, At number five, I have a surprise pick here, and I have Ohio State's first loss of the season right here with this pick. I have Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is another complete team. They came out a bit lackadaisical against NC State to start the game off this week. But they turned it on in the second half. Sam Hartman is a really good quarterback. I think he's one of the guys that could probably compete with Caleb Williams to win the Heisman. Um, but, yeah, that's my top five. I have FSU, Texas, Michigan, USC, and Notre Dame. 
It's very bold of you to think that we're not going to lose to Western Kentucky this weekend. Uh, dude, uh, oh. have you seen the line is 28 on that game? And I don't know what anybody has seen out of Ohio State to think that what dude, Western Kentucky can sling what? it. Western Kentucky can absolutely sling the pill, man. Um, yep. I don't. Yeah, I, it's our defensive line is horrendous. They are terrible. Yeah. Let's get to the NFL. Get to the uh, NFL. I can't get on a rant about Ohio State. We'll be here all day. I know. Give me uh, give me your top five in the NFL. Top five in the NFL from what I've seen, 49ers look great. Uh, I think I think they are the toast of the NFC right now. Um, they, they are the best team from what I saw in the NFC. And I go more off of style of play, I suppose, than uh, than actual you know points. As long as McCaffrey can stay healthy, they're going to be really good. Cowboys at number two. Defense looked phenomenal. Offense didn't look that great. Offense didn't look that great for for the Cowboys. Um, we won forty to nothing. Uh, number three, I have the Browns. Dude, they destroyed the Bengals. They they beat them twenty four to three, and they looked really good. Deshaun Watson looked good. Nick Chubb looked great. The defense for the Browns looked phenomenal, getting after um, Joe Burrow the entire game. So I have the Browns at number three. At number four, I have the Dolphins. Uh, Tua right now is on pace to throw for like seven thousand three hundred and sixty one yards or something insane. I mean, Tua had 466 yards, three tutties. I just an insane game. Tyreek Hill with 215 yards. They can't keep that up, but that offense is great. If they can just get a couple stops on defense, they will be really good this year. And at number five, I have the Eagles. They did not look good. They did not look good against the Patriots, especially in the second half. The offense looked very, very vanilla and bogged down. Um, the defense was okay. I think that was one of the most disappointing performances, honestly, in week one was the Eagles, but I still have them at number five because of uh, because of how talented they are. I'm with you on the top two, but mine are swapped. Give me Cowboys at one, 49ers two. Much of the same response. Um, I, Cowboys impressed me. Uh, you know, It was all aspects. I know you said that the offense didn't look good. Dak still looked pretty strong. He still looked pretty good. Um, Eagles at three. Um, I, even even after looking like absolute dog crap against the Patriots in the second half, especially, they still were able to pull out a win. That that just stands to me that they're they're a strong strong team. Uh, give me the Lions at four. Lions played a really really strong game against Kansas City. Now is this I, the I, brand I, new Lions or the same old Lions? No, these are the brand new the lions. Brand dude. new lions. Yep. <laughs> uh, lions at four, and give me the Packers. Ooh. Um, Packers, the Packers looked really strong. Jordan Love looked really good. Was Granted, it? Was it the Packers it against, looking good, or it was against the Bears? Was it the Bears still, looking bad? Uh, I don't know. I but think it was, I think the Bears are going to compete with the Texans for the number one draft spot in the NFL draft this year and the, and the Cardinals, um, yeah. the, the bears, dude, the bears looked terrible. They looked, yeah, they looked awful. I, I yeah. didn't expect that. I didn't expect that at all. Me neither, but it is what it is. All right. Uh, so that's power rankings for the week. Let's get to, uh, because today's Tuesday. Let's talk about our fantasy football league. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Coming off a win. Let's talk about it. I love fantasy football. It's my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Of course, you love talking, coming off a win. Uh, uh, Steve Walker beats me. Uh, team football beats Skinner 
in that magical person. Oh, who, don't who just don't just ball. just go right over your eighty-eight point thirty-six points. You know, on your fantasy team, we can't just gloss it. What happened, man? What, where, where were you? Where was your production at there? Uh, he Higgins dropped a big, big yeah. fat zero. It's not great. Uh, <laughs> that, that was that was not okay. okay. You got a uh, negative two from your kicker. Yeah, that didn't help. So uh, you have you have two of the players that somebody else has in our other fantasy league. You have T Higgins and Drake London. Both played, both put up a goose egg, uh, and the guy in the other fantasy league had both of those guys starting, and he he scored around your points. I'm like, dude, you just that that sucks. Uh, you have Michael Pittman on the bench. I had him on the bench in the in my fa- my other fantasy league, and I lost. So uh, Evans did not look great yeah. throwing two picks. Yeah. And, or no, one pick and two two fumbles or something like that. Uh, yeah, two fumbles. Yeah, one pick, two fumbles. Man, so yeah, yeah. Steve Walker beat me. Um, <laughs> you know what? The the one thing I was waiting like last night, I was just hoping that uh, Aaron Rodgers was going to throw every single pass to, <laughs> to Garrett Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> and then Aaron Rodgers goes down. I was like, well, there goes my night, but. There's, there's quite um, a discrepancy in scoring when you look at when you look at my score, your score, uh, Steve Steve score, and Clay score. Like it's all it all looks like we're in like a 12 team fantasy league, and then you look at the other four teams, and it looks like they're actually in an eight team fantasy league with their scoring. Yep. Here's the bad thing: when you look at it, like, um, did you see that catch that Garrett Wilson made last night? Yes, week? I did. I watched that live, and was like oh my god how many points is that worth that should be worth more than just one reception no, point. no that should be 25 <laughs> might, have, might have gotten closer yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> team football uh beats matt skinner's team bryce beats clay thanks yes, to a wrong going down yes sir yeah victorious uh yeah i was <laughs> I, I i was up uh, by let's see, about nine points, roughly going to eight point something points going into last night's game, and Clay had Aaron Rodgers, and I'm like, I, I lost, phenomenal, great, zero and one, uh, and then yeah, Aaron Rodgers goes down on the fourth snap, and it looks like he's gonna be out for the season. <laughs> and and Abner beats Chris, uh, and that's so Steve Walker, Team Football, Bryce and Abner are all one and zero. Myself, Skinner, Clay, and Chris Dukas are all. Oh, and one. Uh, most points put up this week, team football, in that mysterious uh, owner is he's like <laughs> led the, he's like the Stig. Thirty-seven point two eight. Do what? He's like the Stig from Top Gear. We don't know who he is. Uh, Abner at a one thirty-five point two four. Chris had one hundred twenty-seven point five six, and then Skinner had one hundred nineteen point seventy-four. I just I just and noticed that Abner has. Off. I just noticed that Abner has three quarterbacks on his team. He has Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. What the hell are you doing, Abner? What are you play might have to like try to trade. <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, they'll, they'll still be. Let's see. Who we got on the waiver wire, quarterback wise? Uh, uh, never mind. Yeah. You might have to trade. <laughs> this is. Oh, no, Tua's up there. Tua, Tua, Geno Smith, um, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford. They all look good. That looked okay. Yeah. Uh, you can get Daniel Jones. Jordan Love, he's still on there. Um, Brock Purdy. Baker Mayfield, who looked pretty good. He might, he might be able to pick up a waiver wire guy. Yep. 
Yeah, there's still some quarterbacks. There's still some quarterbacks available. Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night in softball. Bowden falls to Callaway 9-4. Carrollton beats Trinity Christian 3-2. And Mount Zion falls to Alexander 14-6. On the Smith's floor coverings, games and events calendar for tonight. In softball, Bremen is at Ridgeland. Central is at Southeast Whitfield. Harrison County is at North Murray. Crawford County is at Heard County. Temple is at Lamar County, and Villarica is at Midtown. In volleyball tonight, Bremen is at LFO. They take on LFO and Ringgold. Central is at Southeast Whitfield. They take on Southeast Whitfield and Snoraville. Carrollton is at Pebblebrook. Harrelson County is at Fannin County. Temple is at Oak Mountain Academy. Villarica is at home, and they host Midtown and Jackson. And Heard County is also on the road at Lamar County. They take on Lamar County and Greenville. I just need another cup of coffee. Uh, apparently, yes, I do. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strom with the Robert Green Real Estate. Uh, LeBron James, Steph Curry, uh, interested in Team USA? Uh, yeah, I, I would hope so. I would, I would hope they would be after, I don't want to say embarrassing outing at the FIBA Worlds, but not a good outing at, at all. Um, it's embarrassing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, you know, we talked about this a couple, uh, a couple months ago about, who is the next American to win the MVP in the NBA? Because I don't see anybody like it's Europeans are dominating the NBA right now. So it'd be yeah. interesting to see if we could get a group of basketball players together that they are, that are the elite Americans that play in the NBA to see if we could compete with the Europeans. It'd be interesting. Uh, judge grants an order, temporary restraining order to prevent the PAC 12 from meeting. <laughs> What? Uh, yeah, a state judge in Washington granted a temporary restraining order on Monday to prevent the Pac-12 conference from meeting as a board later this week. Judge Gary Libby ruled in favor of Oregon State and Washington State in Whitman County Superior Court after they jointly filed a complaint Friday that saw the potential of the Pac-12 meeting as a board and voting as an imminent and an existential threat to the future of the conference. Good God. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Just what, a, what are you doing? What, a, what, what are a, you doing? What a poop show! What a poop show out there! <laughs> uh, the Ravens are staying in house to replace J.K. Dobbins, who is out for the season with an Achilles injury, which sucks. Uh, I hate to see J.K. go down. Man. I do too, man. That's one of the things that we were talking about uh, before the season began was the how injury prone J.K. Dobbins was, man, and it just seems like it always pops up. So. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Gus Edwards taking the taking the pill for the majority of the I don't know running game I would assume Justice Hill probably behind him and I, after that I don't know man I don't I don't know what else they have on their roster but I assume Gus Edwards is gonna be their guy going forward. Uh, Jets fear Rogers has an Achilles injury, <sighs> dude. I'm not a Jets fan. I, I'm I wouldn't say I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, but I like to watch him play. I, I was excited to see what this year was going to hold for the Jets. I thought it was a good storyline. I thought it was going to be a fun season to watch them and see what see what happened. Uh, and the biggest storyline of the offseason is now gone. And it just sucks. And we're going to have to watch Zach Wilson play football for 17 weeks, which is, which is awful. I don't know what's worse, watching Zach Wilson play football or watching Aaron Rodgers get injured. They're both terrible. Um, so, yeah, that, that sucks, dude. It really does. I'm I'm kind of interested to see how Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays are going to go on Pat Mack. I would I would venture a guess and say he's not going to be on today. Just 
just a just a guess. Um, yeah. You know, he's not going to be playing. Maybe he'll be. Maybe he'll be in house. Maybe he'll go to the Thunderdome and be there. So, I we'll, we'll see. I don't think it's. I don't think it's, it hasn't been confirmed that it's an Achilles injury. Uh, but from the way he got tackled last night, and you could see the calf like pop when his when his ankle got extended. So, yeah, not looking good for for AA Ron. Well, and Salah came out and said it was. It's, he feared that it's the Achilles. Mm, yeah, so. he said he fears it's the Achilles injury. But once again, solid, not a doctor. Uh, X, so in a weird, 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 weird story, ex NFL wide receiver Mike Williams has, is responsive after false reports of his death in a construction accident. <laughs> it's going on. This what? is weird. It's just like, so odd. Matt, Matt Ridgeway, God love his soul, because I mean. Matt reads this this report and says, you know, I hate this. This is, you know, one wide receiver that I really respected in Tampa Bay. Wrote this big long Facebook post about how, you know, it's it sucks that he's dying and then or he's dead and then all of a sudden this kid's alive. Yeah. What? I mean I mean the New York Post posted about it. That's where the story began. Uh he was reported he was reported uh or he was pronounced dead on Tuesday per a report in the New York Post and other outlets uh, after supposedly suffering a serious head injury while performing electrical work in Florida. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the Tampa Bay Times reported the ex-Buccaneers and Bills whiteout was still alive and had been placed on life support at St. Joseph's Hospital in Tampa Bay. And apparently he was uh, taking off a of life support yesterday because he's made so many improvements. So I, I don't... It, that's that is, that is very very dangerous and reckless reporting. Like that is that's not good. That is not a good look from the New York Post. Get two sources. Always, always, always get two sources. Yeah, and it can't be one guy and then the voice in your head. No, if you hear a report, get two sources. It's just always better. Especially something like that. Something. Like, like, like especially something like that. Like like someone dying. You know, if it's a if it's a hot take or whatever, who cares? Get one report, run it. If it's a clickbait article, fine, whatever. But if it's if it's somebody passing away, dude, like, can we make sure this is legit before we post it? Like, that's that's terrible. That's awful. Matt Corral is placed on exempt and left squad list after leaving New England without notice. Uh, yeah, yeah. The former Old Miss quarterback reportedly was missing for two days of meetings and practice with the Patri- Patriots last week. Uh, the Patriots couldn't get in contact with him. So it's a, a very weird situation, man. They're not sure if it's a, a mental health type deal or, or what's going on with Matt Corral, but it's a very odd, very odd situation up there in New England with Matt Corral and the Patriots. Former UGA coach Mel Tucker, under investigation for sexual harassment, calls the hearing that MSU is having a sham. Yeah, Mel Tucker can say whatever whatever he wants about the hearing. Uh, you're gone, Mel Tucker. You, you will never coach uh, at Michigan State again, pal. Yeah, yeah. He's he gone. Yep. And then finally today in uh, 2004, Detroit Lions beat Chicago Bears 20 to 16 at Soldier Field to snap their NFL record 24 game losing streak. That was the same old Lions, <laughs> but this, the age we're in now. This is the brand new, new Lions. Yeah, it's the brand new Lions compared to the same old Lions uh, from many, many moons ago. 
Yes, sir. You got anything else for us? Ah, man, let's get out of here on a Tuesday. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed their four-day weekend. Um. <laughs> <laughs> for Bryce Sparling, I am Billy Lindall. Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you on hump day. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors! <laughs>